like to take you on a journey with me. There are more galaxies in the known universe than there are people that have ever lived. In fact, many times over. With creationists estimating possibly 50 billion people born since the Garden of Eden, NASA says there are hundreds of billions of galaxies. That's 10 galaxies for every human being. Now, the nearest galaxy to us, Andromeda, is so far away that if we would travel at the speed of light, it would take two and a half million years just to get there. That's an unfathomable universe. So what in the world does that really have to do with the chronic pain I live with today? What does that have to do with my financial struggles or my diabetes or anything I'm facing? Well, since you asked, it has everything to do with it. With all that's been said about sin, judgment, and the need to return to God, it's time to look at the hope God has promised us. If we've fallen short of God's glory, and we have, that must also mean, that we have been created for His glory, and that it be restored to us. Let's look at some encouragement today. It could be said that the four most important words that have ever been uttered are, in the beginning, God. He created everything that exists. And Psalm says he knows the number of stars that exist, and he calls them by name. By now you're getting the idea that we're thinking about how great God is. Perhaps the movie Big should have been about him. All that we've seen, all that happens in the world, and all of our sorrows and suffering can't begin to compare with the greatness of God and what he has planned for us. You see, the Bible, in talking about us, says, When I consider the heavens, the work of your hands, the sun, the moon, and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him? You made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. This week for me has been a particularly difficult time physically. When that happens, I have learned to take my eyes off of myself and put them on the eternal life that is in Christ Jesus. This morning, I thought about eternity in heaven. This life will become in so many ways such a distant memory, yet our time here is beyond our ability to comprehend in importance. It will determine our eternity in the vastness of God. Now let's get back to those galaxies. Enough of them that God may give you one of them in eternity. Just what are we going to do when we get to heaven? Of course, we'll see God and never, ever want to take our eyes off of Him or lose His presence. But knowing Him, He'll have things for us to do according to the gifts and interests that we dimly see in this world. Why isn't it possible that our becoming more and more like Him, receiving His glory and sharing in His power, that eternity may find us becoming equipped to rule and reign with Him in ever-increasing ways? Who knows? Maybe we will have our own galaxy to oversee, or maybe many of them. Now, this in no way is to be construed as the hunger for some kind of a power trip Everything that we will ever do and be will be enthroned in the love of God. All we do for all of eternity will be with gratitude and the joy to bless and serve Him. The Bible says that when we see Him, we will be like Him, 
for we will see him as he is. John says that we are the sons of God. We were created to be like him. Not to be him, and not to want his exalted place as Satan did, but we were nonetheless destined to be like God. Now, I'm not trying to start some new theology or doctrine or crazy hobby horse idea here, but what I am saying is that no matter how we try to imagine the depths and heights of the glory of God and his kingdom given to us, we can't come close to figuring it out. The other day, I heard of a friend who had a terrible medical experience and was found outside after laying in his yard for two days. My heart is broken for his family, and we pray that he survives. Then this weekend, my wife drove by a scene where people were gathered around an accident near Duluth. She didn't realize that our daughter was there rendering aid. She was following behind a car when suddenly she and her kids saw a body flying through the air. Life can change in an instant, and hard times beyond what we want to even think about can plunge us into great suffering and heartache. Not only do these kinds of things come to so many of us, one day they will engulf the entire world. That's why Jesus says, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, and I hold the keys of hell and of death. He is called the first fruits of the resurrection, something that God is calling everyone to be a part of. Paul calls this the last enemy to be conquered, death. There will be nothing that we will ever encounter but that Jesus has overcome it and fully intends to give his triumph to us. There is not one person, no matter how sinful, corrupt, vile, or depraved, that he cannot so change that death and resurrection alone could describe it. We just need to learn to think past what human history, emotion, and ability could ever do. I remember when Walter Cronkite first announced that a man had set foot on the moon and the nation swooned. We look at a heart transplant or the nuclear bomb and all of our escalating technology and God could look at it like we look at the first caveman starting his first fire. He spoke and there was light. He breathed in a lump of clay and it became a human being. Thousands of years before electricity would even be discovered. The Bible says that as a born-again person, you have been made complete in Christ, who is the beginning and the ending. He defines your future, your hope, and how much you're loved and how deeply you're wanted by Him, by heaven, so much so that the angels delight to stand aside and just behold the glory of who we are to become. Every once in a while, someone comes across social media that says something like, forget about what people think about you. You're special unique, and we may just be better off living alone in a cabin in the woods. Folks, you and I have a far, far better hope and a far better answer than merely turning away from the world. We have been made joint heirs with the Creator and Redeemer who has overcome the world. We are not of those who run from it. We are of those who run towards the fight with the confidence that in Christ you and I can't lose. Every enemy has been defeated, and we have been made more than conquerors through him who loved us and gave his life for us as a guarantee in his blood that he will never turn his back on us. When you take your last breath and leave this world, you will stop breathing earth air and start breathing heavenly air, the very breath of God. 
What is His is yours, and His glory will be your glory, His power, your power, and His love, your love. The least of the saints will be as the greatest, the child will be like the king, and the humble, lowly life of the last will be the first. For his hope is not like men's. You don't earn it, deserve it, or pay penance to attain it. All has been given by him and for him to you. There are times when our body can't contain the infection of this world and it just succumbs to it. But in eternity, you will be given such a glory that a new body must be given just to embrace it. This is the hope that makes sin's power melt away. The vision of the beauty to be revealed will give us the strength to reject the counterfeits of this world's wine. Now listen, when you agonize over the life you have and feel like nothing, when your soul groans and you wonder what's wrong, that's also described in the Bible. The whole creation is groaning as it waits for the manifestation of the sons of God, of you. The insecurity is often just the heart's knowing. I've been created for so much more. And you have been. You're called to be kings and priests, to rule and reign over all that is made. As a priest, when you pray, it's as if the one you pray for is standing before God and receiving the answer of the one who sits on the throne. You pay the price of love because you know that in your sacrifice, heaven is pulling on others through your life to have what God is giving to you. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Your labor, like the labor pains of your hope realized, will not be in vain in the Lord, and all the galaxies are looking upon you and I for the day when we ride with Christ to take it all back. Paul prayed that we would comprehend what is the riches of the glory of God's inheritance for his people. He has made the universe as a display of his nature, and that is but a glimpse of how big God's heart is towards you. All that Jesus created is his inheritance, and we are co-heirs with him.